Thank you again. It's time once again for another episode of Georgia Business Radio. Broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel studios in Atlanta. And now here's your host, Rich Casanova. All right, we are all set, locked, and loaded for another excellent episode of the Georgia Business Radio Show. Broadcasting live from our Pro Business Channel studios here in Buckhead. And um, Craig, how are you today? Doing well. Doing excellent. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a good... It's like uh, the weather. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like that. Um, and uh, we are ready for... We have some subject matter experts in the studio. Let's go ahead and um, kick things off with... Um, we want to say hi to Sonia, returning guest to the studio, right? Yes, sir. And uh, give us a little teaser what we'll be chatting about today. Sure. So I'm um, back here again to talk about uh, my expertise in trademark law and, and how important it is for Georgia business owners to kind of know um, what what to do with their brand, how to protect the hard work they've put into creating it, and, and just some pointers that they can hopefully take away. And some takeaways. So um, uh, leave us with a takeaway right now with your website. What's your point of contact? Absolutely. It's lacanilaw.com. That's spelled L-A-K-H-A-N, as in Nancy, Y, law.com. All right. And your social media is all on that site as well. Absolutely. Links to everything at the top. <laughs> yep. All right. Um, so, Craig, you want to introduce... Um, uh, our first guest, actually, um, he's our chief opportunity officer. Okay. Okay. Uh, so uh, Andrew Lundstrom's diverse background has molded him into a business development guru where he has an innate ability to take visions and turn them into reality by virtue of creative, creative problem solving. Uh, scaling sc- sales and bringing in revenue to, for startup companies is one of his deepest passions. The change and chance to make a, a huge difference uh, on a day-to-day basis for businesses. He is the sales lead for festivals and events for Walkabout, a digital event mapping software company. Uh, Andrew, glad to have you. Thanks, Craig. Good to be here. My first time on the radio, so I'm, I'm pretty excited. <laughs> well, you got, gonna, you got a radio voice, man. I'm well, sure. thank you. Thank you. I've been told that a few times, but um, never had the chance to exercise it, so hopefully I won't screw it up today. Well, you <laughs> haven't so far, so okay. let's move forward. Good. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, your company, Walkabout. Okay, so... Uh, yeah, Walkabout is an interactive digital mapping tool for festivals, events, and we really span into all sorts of different um, uses. Uh, but the real kicker is that we can create time-based maps. And gotcha. so that's really great for festivals because uh, you can, A, move away from paper mapping, which is very static and can get lost you know, in your pockets and things like that. Uh, you always have your phone on you, so these maps are mobile-optimized and you can see everything happening in one place at one time uh, through our through our mapping software. So you're saying like uh, like the follow the yellow brick road as you go, it's going to kind of tell where you went, or uh, you could send your your route to other people. That is that how that works? Not not exactly. We don't have any kind of GPS capabilities built in just yet. It's more of um, a tool uh, to create the you know environment that people really want in these festival. Um, I guess atmospheres. So this is replacing the actual, like you said, the paper, paper maps. That, exactly. Okay. okay. So yeah. once uh, once I got to an event, what exactly? Uh, how do I experience? Uh, right. So uh, you know, the event will be you know promoting the map. So the events, the festivals, um, are usually our clients, mm-hmm. and we will make the map for them. 
and then they'll push it out, you know, through all sorts of media, um, you know, social media, website. We can embed it on their website. It is web-based, so you don't have to download anything. Mm -hmm. And um, then it'll pull right up on your phone. You'll be able to see, you know, your location based on everything. And then there's all sorts of customized place icons. Gotcha. So you can kind of explore and filter those as well as the events as well. So we, got the, we have the Jazz Festival coming up. We uh, do. I believe. Mm -hmm. Is that one of the events that you all are... Uh, yes. Okay. So yes. tell me, because I, I I've got a visual of mm -hmm. of uh, Piedmont Park. Okay. And so um, I won't have to look for the person who's passing out the maps, obviously, right. to see where all of the right. vendors are. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I get there, you know, I could pretty much look on my mobile device and you could. Okay. Yeah, that's exciting. We did um, we did the Atlanta Dogwood Festival. Oh, yeah. And um, we are doing the jazz festival as well, both wow. in Piedmont Park. So uh, pretty first exciting. year is your first year. Uh, for that? Second year for Dogwood, first year for jazz. Wow, um, moving up, man. Yeah, getting uh, getting a little bit more uh, clients in the Atlanta area. What about the Dog Jazz Festival? The Dog Jazz Festival. <laughs> well, they bring their animals there, so it's the same thing. That's how you know you really made it. You dog is jazzy. Yeah, we'll get them. It, no, it's, it's a phenomenal concept because mm -hmm. I know as a uh, participant, as an attendee, sometimes the most frustrating thing is you go to these huge events mm -hmm. and you have all these people floating around with their event T-shirt on. Right. And you ask them a question and they're generally clueless because yeah. they're volunteers. They're volunteers. They showed up for the yeah, free food and, you know, we've yeah. all done that. And, um, and, and they're on walkie-talkies. Mm -hmm. And um, we just went to an event recently, and because the same thing, I go to the information center. Yeah, but these people just showed up at that morning at the day of the event. Yeah, and um, right, and you know, attributed to what lack of training or just the volunteer, mm -hmm. they don't have enough you know paid staff, or whatever, right? Right. And, and so here, what I'm hearing you explain, Andrew, and I'm seeing it on your website as a visual, mm -hmm. is. So on basically, I'm walking around with the event map in my pocket, but a digital right. version of it, right? Right, exactly. Updates in real time. Mm -hmm. So if there is a last-minute change in sponsors or vendor placement, mm -hmm. correct? there's no reprinting and redistributing, because right. once it's out there, you can't pull it back if right. it's there a printable. Right. And then, so in my pocket, so I pull up, and then as a attendee, what am I most interested in, right? Right, exactly. Uh, the wine tasting or a certain mm -hmm. artist that's going to be on stage at mm -hmm. a certain time. And again, if there's a change in that lineup, right. bam, it's done in real time. Exactly. And so, uh, Rich, you, you hit on a, a few important concepts Thank there. you. And, Thank you. Uh, <laughs> finally. Gets yeah. to the heart of the matter, right? So, so for yeah. a year, I finally yeah. hit on a good point. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and so what we find a lot of times in event organization is that it is really difficult for these event organizers to manage their vendors and their volunteers. Mm -hmm. And then the updatability of this whole thing, let's say we spend 500 to to $1,000 on printing, right? right? Brochures and things, and then things always change Absolutely. at the last minute. Yeah. So now you have an, uh, an outdated map. And you're running around the festival with an uh -oh. outdated map. Yeah. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, usually, um, and basically what they do is they just roll with it. Yeah, that's yeah. usually they what do. they have to. They you know? do. And sorry to apologize, your favorite vendor's not here and the ice cream's not here. <laughs> well, what is here? Or they're yeah. on right. the other side of where yeah. you are. Yeah. So this yeah. Map Jam, tell me about the partnership you have with Map Jam. Yeah, well, we, we don't have a partnership with Nat Jam. Map Jam's our competitor. Oh, oh, so okay. I'm, I'm, yeah. hey, I'm so okay, it's so a buyout is, uh, in the future. Then, yeah, this right. merger and acquisition. Gotcha. Well, we uh, <laughs> we actually, you know, we use it as an example a lot of times because Map Jam is kind of like you know we see them as our little brother. Yeah, they got acquired by Eventbrite. Easy, easy now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean they but, did get acquired by Eventbrite. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, the so, big little brother, right, right there. I the got you. Yeah, it, it's it's all you know. It's where you, where your perspective proof is. of concept. I mean, yeah. so yeah. that that definitely speaks mm -hmm. to the credibility of what right. you all are doing. Right, definitely. it does. Um, and you know, I think there's an acquisition target for us in the future. Yeah. Uh, we still have a long ways to go with technology, and where we really want to get this to be. Um, Map jams, you know, 
acquisition by Eventbrite, exactly what you said. It, it's uh, it's proof of concept, and it's exciting to see uh, event organizations like Eventbrite embracing embracing that it and adding it as a part of their package. How long have you all been around? We've been around since um, we, we rolled our first event at the Dogwood Festival in March of 2014. Wow, so you're moving. So moving we're, we're only years. we've only been live with events, you know, with for a year and some change now with our buddy Trace, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been on here before, I believe. A couple of times, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. Um, so, um, I, I after this show, you want to hold on to your cell phone because I okay. think Google's going to be giving you a, a phone call. Hey, <laughs> I will be on the lookout. Google, give me a call whenever you want to. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so, talk to us about there's seven um, different ways for um, places for sponsorship and opportunities. Yes, sir, Rich. So. Uh, that's a really interesting um, development that's kind of come along um, with with the growth of this company. We we wanted to realize the potential for sponsorships in the very beginning because they do pay for a large portion of these events. Absolutely. So we wanted to be able to have the event organizers basically just get this map for free almost mm-hmm. because the idea is that if you purchase this map, you should be able to write this off as a, as a sponsorship cost mm-hmm. and uh, you can get a sponsor to pay for this map. And so what what really the whole uh, concept is behind Walkabout, you know, it's it's a front, it's a great front facing tool mm-hmm. for attendees. But I think the real value behind this is the data collection on the back end. We're able to take all of the different clicks for all the different places and really analyze, you know, the data behind the usage of this map. Mm-hmm. And so where we're going to be moving in the future is really kind of working this angle a little bit more talking with more of the sponsor direction. Mm-hmm. So right now a sponsor can sponsor an event, but you know, they just get their uh, you know, their logo plastered up on a banner, right? Gotcha. What's the real return on investment on this sponsorship? Mm-hmm. And so we're going to start to be able to provide that um, in a much easier fashion. And they're actually going to see the real-time analytics behind their sponsorships to be able to see you know, what they're really putting their money in here. And um, this goes so far beyond just festivals and events. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was talking with uh, Creature Comforts Brewing in, mm-hmm. in Athens. Mm-hmm. Um, we just got done doing the Twilight Race this past weekend. I don't know if you're all familiar with that. What time does that take place? It's a <laughs> night time. It, it, it is a Twilight <laughs> Race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but one of the big sponsors was Creature Comforts Brewing, and we were just having a short discussion, and it, it kind of just, you know, was another proof of concept that these guys are interested in, in really seeing you know, the metrics behind their sponsorships. And I think we're going to, we're going to have enough conversation next week. So we'll really be taking this the next step. And they're, they're, they're looking at, you know, maybe talking about doing, you know, promote more promotional type of stuff. So more like map branding in gotcha. a sense, gotcha. where can you get a creature, creature comforts beer? They have that problem all the time. You know, I don't have that problem. Yeah. <laughs> if, if there's a beer, I can find it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but for creature comforts, they get a lot of calls at their breweries. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, where yeah. like, your website doesn't show you me where I can get beer. Oh, yeah. And there are some laws against that, but, oh, um, yeah. just, another- so it sounds like your IP is based around, like you said, the, the analytics, and right? It goes. Yeah, a little, so, it's a deeper dive. So, C- uh, City Data Company is is the LLC mm-hmm. we operate under. Walkabout's the product. Gotcha. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so, talk about the scalability of this. Mm-hmm. What's the smallest scale event to potentially the largest that you could handle at this juncture? We can handle any size. All right. Well, any then, size. Next question. Yeah. That's what Andrew, <laughs> yeah. Andrew said. Next question. Yeah. Yeah. He dropped a mic on that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Uh-huh. We can get it done within a week too. So. Do not hesitate to reach out if the timeline is short and you want this. We can we wow, can knock it out in a week. Yep. 
So talk to us about, um, obviously, our middle name is Business, Pro mm-hmm. Business Channel. Mm-hmm. So we've been talking about fairs and festivals, which is, you know, dominates the landscapes yep. in terms of entertainment mm-hmm. and events. What about, uh, do you see a business application for conferences, uh, trade shows? To an extent, it's hard to, to do these for conferences. And there's really some better apps out there, okay. in my opinion, for conferences. Okay. Um, just an example, I was lost in a hospital yesterday. Right. And Were there uh, drugs involved? Or, yeah. No, <laughs> just, no I was completely you know after medication. Right? Yeah. Yeah, this is the broadcast. Well, there, I mean, there were a lot of, there were a lot of drugs in me. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, okay. We're like, I was, we're, I was just there for a, you know, a doc routine you know, checkup. Okay, but, Andrew, um, we'll go with so that. So there okay. were drugs involved. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, guys, let's keep it clean. Um, but, you know, I've heard of apps out there, you know, for buildings, more or less, yeah, which right. is where conferences happen for the most part, is in one centralized location. Um, you know, there's levels of floors and all these type of, type of things, and we're not so good at throwing, showing the 3D element. You know, we're more of a, um, you know, bird's eye view mapping type of solution. So if they have a conference, um, there's, a, there's a conference out there that kind of, it's called, oh, man. I forget the name well, of it. Well, their C-Vent is an application for a lot of these events. Yeah. What was that? Uh, it's C-Vent. 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 Yeah, C and Invent, yeah. Okay. But for trade shows, I was thinking like these big uh, Comic-Cons, whatever mm-hmm. kind of events. Yeah. Um, but a, it's, a it's, trade show would probably be a better application. Yeah, that's something. Anywhere that you, like, if it's all happening in one place, like a building, right. and we can't really show all the detail, Yeah. not so much a good fit. But if... If there's multiple events happening across a city and type some type of trade show, we're doing, for example, we're doing an architecture tour um, across Atlanta, okay. um, and it's going to show all the different places. Right. So it's more of the you know tour trade show type of stuff, but for larger scale. So it kind of comes back to your umbrella brand, the city mm-hmm. data. Yes. More of a larger scale. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So um hold on andrew we're okay. gonna um, turn our attention here to sonia in just a second but um, yes. um let us know the best way for folks to reach out to you and find out about your app and your website and all yeah that so um you can go to our website uh, walkaboutapp.com fill out a form it'll come right to us and we'll get back in touch with you you can also email me directly a lundstrom at walkaboutapp.com and uh follow us on all the social media which is on our website perfect yep and our show notes absolutely yeah. mm-hmm. be on our show notes as well okay well, um, <clears throat> hold on tight. Um, let's now introduce, reintroduce our, our uh, second guest here on Georgia Business Radio. And um, uh, Sonia, tell us a little about, um, uh, we, we talked about what you're going to be doing, what you do for folks. So you're an intellectual property firm with offices in Atlanta and Los Angeles. Um, in Just addition- open that. Oh, yeah, that's the, the LA office is what, brand spanking new. Which one, which one West is? coast to the east coast now. You're going to take us on she, a business trip out I mean, when, when did that happen? Uh, earlier this year, so early 2016. Yeah. In the LA yeah. office? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, we didn't. Thanks for the alert, but now it's official. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the <laughs> crowd you. goes wild. Yeah. I know. Thank you. It's pretty uh, exciting. Hanging out with all those Hollywood rock stars out there? Oh, you know, get. Getting it right in there in the scene. I grew up in, in Southern California, oh, okay. so for us it was a natural transition, and you know it made sense with with all the business that we were doing there to have a place in a central point on the West Coast as well. And talk to us about you're also an instructor at the Trademark Institute of Training and as an expert blogger for the uh, Solopreneur School. 
Yeah, so I'm a victim of this disease called love what I do. So I just oh, talk man. about it. I know. Isn't it? There's no cure for it yet. <laughs> no, right. um, I really love talking about what I do. I love sharing knowledge. And I think, you know, my area of law is one of those that isn't readily apparent how exactly this lawyer can help you. Right. I think, you know, if you have a criminal issue, you know who to go to. If you need to get a divorce, you find a family lawyer. You know, most areas of law, self-explanatory. Right, right. And so for, for what I do, it, it needs some education. And so there's that component. And so I speak often travel and do seminars and speak at conferences and that those appearances sort of lent themselves to the teaching now and the, the blogging and just sharing information with entrepreneurs and business owners like you know i have this app i have this product what do, now what right, right yeah. yeah yeah you're the now what person yeah i answered that question i tried to <laughs> what, uh, Sonia, let's talk after this okay? yeah, exactly. yeah yeah so well, i was gonna use you as an example actually oh, to kind of okay, okay. help folks understand you know we'll just use you as a case example well, let's, let's do that case yeah. study right now live uh what are what's on the short list for andrew he should be aware of in terms of uh trademark and in your wheelhouse. Yeah. So the the best place to start is, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you're a business owner and you're listening, you've got a product, a service, a, an app, which is really popular nowadays. You know, the first place to start is what am I going to call it? Right? What are we naming the thing? And right there, you've got, you know, an opening for trademarks and say, okay, you know, how do we create this brand? And what are we going to be known for? And how do we protect it? And so if you use Walkabout as an example, um, you know, I'm sure they tossed around tons of names, arrived at this one. It's very catchy. Um, It says what it is, right? right? It's, it's, it's unique. Um, How do we know if anyone's using it, right? So you do a search in the app store, maybe. Um, You do a search on Google, right? Uh, Maybe if you're really savvy, you you do a search on the the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. They they have a very basic search database as well. Very basic. Um, Problem there is that when you search walkabout, even if you separate the words into walk and about Mm -hmm. and not put them together, just for some variation, (laughs) right? Um, you see, walkabout, it's yeah. one word. Yeah. Yeah. If, you're Canadian, word. if you're Canadian, it's walkabout. <laughs> about, yeah, if you change some phonetics. <laughs> but, you know, those searches are only going to return back an exact match. So let's say someone has an app, walkabout, ABT. Right, they just abbreviated it because for marketing and you know they wanted it to be catchy. Um, that's not something that's going to be returned back on a Google search most likely until maybe page five or six, and you know really who goes past page one or two, yeah. right? No um, Patent and trademark office search. So many people, you know, have this misconception that I went to the office. I know I need a trademark. I did the search, and you know what? There were no matches. Um, and, and that search engine is not designed to be a clearance tool to clear a name for you. And a great example of that is if you. If you go to the PTO.gov, USPTO.gov, there's a search engine. If you type in the word Starbucks with an extra S at the end, it will tell you there are no matches. So here you are thinking, I can use that for my coffee shop. Like, yeah. why not? Right? Let's All get right. started. Well, so that's kind of misleading. And so, you know, you have to rely on an expert and, and someone in our area to run a thorough search for you to see, okay, nationwide on a federal scale, who is using walk about, walk ABT, separated, phonetic, different, you know, one word capitalized a lot. The font doesn't matter. A dash in the middle wouldn't matter, you know, and our comprehensive searches um, comb across these registries to see, you know, what uses there are, because the key is as a new business owner, you want to make sure you have the right to use the name you've selected. That's the key part. This comes before you purchase your domain names. This comes before you create your LLC. You do any kind of marketing, any kind of website, logo design, nothing. Because why brand something that you don't know if you have the rights to? Mm-hmm. So that's really, it's it's such a key, key concept for business owners that they just don't think about. Mm-hmm. Well, Sonia, I have a question for sure. you. So, you know, when I'm going through the whole, you know, 
business and corporation here in the state of Georgia, go to the Secretary of State, register my business, my name, all that kind of stuff. And you can't use someone else's business name if there's one already registered, right? So how is that different than, than a the, trademark? Right. Common question. Yeah. Um, and it, it's one I'm asked often. Um, so the Secretary of States among each state don't speak or communicate uh-huh. or keep in touch with one another. Okay. So your LLC or corporation or whatever legal entity you formed is simply your business name. It's simply your ability to do business in that state, right? Right. Um, so that's not going to have any bearing on someone in Dallas, Texas using it. Um, they can very much have a walkabout LLC in Dallas as well, as long as there's not someone in Dallas with mm-hmm. a conflict, right? So the Secretary of States don't speak to each other, and they most certainly don't communicate with the Patent and Trademark Office. So uh-huh. there is no syncing up of these different businesses. So an LLC or a corporation name has no bearing on whether you have trademark rights to use that name for your your product or service. Um, and same thing, a lot of people think, oh, the domain name was available, right? I got the .com, I got the dot, okay, I got the .net, you know, or the .org. <laughs> right. And right now, you know, we have these things called generic top-level domains. Mm. So you're getting .everything. Now, have you all seen kind of the trend oh, moving? Oh, it's crazy, yeah. Yeah, oh. you can get .car, .school, .this. Um, and so people think, okay, I, I, I scooped up all the domain names. So clearly it's available and it has nothing to do with trademark law. It's just not a trade. I mean, that's one step closer, yeah. but it, you know, you really have no idea what somebody in Portland, Oregon's doing, especially if they don't have a website. Yeah. So, I mean, even like, I'm glad you brought that up as far as social media, like Twitter. Mm-hmm. You know, you use, some people use Twitter, their Twitter handle as maybe their branding or right. f- Facebook. How does, is that pretty much the same it's a place to start. I always tell my clients, you know, before you come to us and have and run the full comprehensive search, only to find out that there's someone that is right there using exactly, you know, do your Google searches and do your social media because those are good ways to kind of quickly find out. But we, what we do is the next deeper level. If you're a brand and you're investing a lot of money in the branding and the the logo, the graphic design, the website, obviously marketing, um, you know, different and de- different outlets to get the name out, um, especially with something like a mobile app that's really i think you know in products it's so key because you want to become known for what you do and if you have to change your name later what how you how do you redirect there's no price on the followers that you lose or you know when someone's in the app store you know, you've, you hope you can add the formally known as. I've seen that happen to a few apps, and I, 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 you know, I don't know the details of what occurred, but you know, the rebranding does happen, and so you know, it's a common, it's a common thing that you know we need to really make sure that before we do this full launch, launch to invest in something that's going to be for longevity. Um, it's really similar to if you were to buying an iPhone. You know, make, buy a case before you leave the store. You're <laughs> investing in the iPhone. You're buying it. Spend the extra little bit to make sure it's yours and it's yeah. protected. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so we can't get these uh, secretaries to talk amongst themselves, is what you're you saying. You know, I tried having a potluck dinner. It's just no one was having <laughs> it. Conference you know, call, yeah. maybe somebody needs out. to come up with an app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I think or it would be if, very helpful. An app for that. What if we registered it with the U.S. Secretary of State? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, then maybe that would be. Yeah, well, they still wouldn't talk to the Patent and Trademark Office. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's tough. Um, no, yeah, a lot of people have um, you know some misconceptions about the, how the process works. So it is a big reason why I really enjoyed talking about it because I think you know business owners we always joke that there's no school like you you, right, know, you right. could get yeah. an MBA but they don't they don't teach you the the mechanics of how do you start a business so you have to really hear it from somebody and unfortunately a lot of entrepreneurs learn the hard way. So you're saying um, 
I could get Starbucks with an extra S at the end, but um, Howard Schultz might have an issue with that, huh? You could, and then you'd be in my office the next morning <laughs> right, exactly. with yeah. a stack she's, of papers. With, yeah, and, and also orange doesn't doesn't work well for with me. Yeah, so, with yeah, color, is that with your skin, skin tone? Color, yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. I feel the same way. Um, you know, we have saved people from making thousands of dollars in mistakes in branding, and and also, um, you know, we've stopped um, we've stopped efforts as well. Oh, so wow. yeah, we've had to. You know, it's not the best news to deliver, but right. we've got to do it. So talk to us the difference between uh, trademark, copyrights, yeah. and um, uh, license, and so forth. Yeah, also common questions. Happy to clarify. Yeah. So trademarks are going to cover your brand name, your logo, tagline, you know, symbol. In some cases, colors. You know, our female listeners will be familiar with Tiffany Blue. Maybe our male listeners who've had to purchase the Tiffany Blue. As kids, <laughs> right. Um, sounds, in some cases, can be trademarked. Um, so that's one component of intellectual property law, right, yeah. which consists of three total areas. So you have trademarks, copyrights, and patents. So your copyrights are going to be now for your works of art. So you drew a picture, you took a photograph, you um, wrote a song, a lyric, a movie, a book, and it works of art, creation. So C for creations is a good way to remember. And lastly, patents are going to be for inventions. So your pharmaceutical formulas, your software, your sometimes mobile apps, not always, it just depends on on the the app itself. Contrary to popular belief, you cannot protect an idea of in any way of those three. Right. None of those three extend to an, the concept of something. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Uber and Lyft. That's why we have so many ideas. Everybody yeah, yeah. So many ideas. Really. And it's yeah. in the execution of, oh, how do I differentiate myself? Branding. Yeah. Your trademarks. And execution. And execution. Branding and execution. And you can have two businesses that coexist doing the exact same thing. Uber and Lyft do the same thing. They Neither of them has a monopoly on the concept of using GPS to route drivers, you know, for writers, but the algorithms and the software that they use to execute that, there are patents involved in the underlying... And their branding... And of They're, course, there yeah. are numerous trademarks and logos and things behind this. So, but there's nothing on the idea itself. So that's a differentiation. Yeah. The uh, founder of Uber was, was just recently asked to explain his business. He said it's the world's largest taxi company. You know, so yeah. but you can't like uh, own that. Uh, right, but but speaking of pat- patents, I'm uh, obsessed with Shark Tank. Um, <laughs> right? Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and often you hear the folks come in there and they have a uh, the the sharks at some point will always ask them, "Do you have a patent on Absolutely. this?" Absolutely. And sometimes they'll say unequivocally. Sometimes they say pending. Talk mm-hmm. to us about the pending. Sure. Like why is it? Uh, what's the how long the process or what moving parts would then make it? finalized. Right. So the, both the application procedures for the trademarks and the patents do take a while. It's not the kind of thing you can apply for tonight and have by Monday of next week kind of thing. Um, it, it takes the government a very long time you know, to process how many applications oh, yeah. you could imagine yeah, yeah. are being submitted. And that's just, it's a waiting game. So you know, on the trademark side, for example, um, three to four months at least before you get an initial acknowledgement. And there's no way to expedite that. You know, you, Some of my clients are you know, really in a hurry or you know, something's really pressing and they say, well, we'll pay whatever it costs. Right, right. You, there's nothing you can pay yeah. to get it expedited. And same thing on the patent side, you know, it's just a matter of waiting your turn in line. And so we always tell folks, you know, if you're thinking about something, even if you're in early stages, you know, go ahead and start filing. Right. So as you finalize and you're, you're getting the concept together, but at least get some of these filings done, particularly when it comes to trademark, because it's going to be a while before you hear back. So to speed things along, no money under the table. You or? can pay me under the table. I'll do, yeah, I mean, I'll do it but faster. But <laughs> can we no, send, send the patent no. office some Krispy Kremes or nothing? No, or, yeah. you know, it's people have asked. Um, but you know, in in the interim, um, uh, here's a great sort of one of the takeaways that I promised, right. um, folks. You can always use a TM on your logo or your name until you have 
uh, an actual registration mm-hmm. for your trademark, oh, okay. right? Then and only then should you use the circle R. Right, so yeah. I really, you know, nobody should be using circle R until they've got an actual certificate. And that just because you've applied doesn't right, mean right, anything. Yeah. If you're in queue, it's pending. Yeah. Not always still TM. The TM, you don't have to have anything to use. It's an informal okay. designation. Right. So that's interesting. That's yeah. I, I got this. Okay, so ideas... They're, you know, you can't patent them or you can't trademark them or whatever. Because right. everybody's exposed to the same exposure. Mm-hmm. Or that's a redundant statement. But um, <laughs> we all have the understanding. We all kind of get it, right? Um, and branding is something that you can. And right away, if you look at it from the perspective of even if you're waiting on a trademark or this process of a patent, nothing beats Getting it done, getting the Absolute. work done. Absolutely, get, get it because started. Because first yeah. in implementation or just moving forward, yeah. because it's first to market and first of, you know to, to penetrate the market. Right, because if you're first to market, not always is that a, a guarantee of longevity and success, but mm-hmm. often cases, you know, you think about the consumers you're targeting, you don't, you don't ever want your positioning to be like, well, you know, they're trying to be like Uber. Lyft yeah. is trying to, you know, or whatever, right. you know, yeah. which one, whatever one came first. You don't want to be known as sort of the copier or the second comer. Right, right. Um, it, it has a, a variety of um, of connotations associated. Sometimes it, it can just default back to, oh, they're the, the lesser, you know, the right, yeah. the less quality or, um, you know, in, inferior um, product or um, worse customer service or it's a lower the price point. Version. Right, you know, and, and that's a lot, those are the last terms you want to be associated with, obviously, in a, in, a, in a world where branding is so important. So first to market really does matter. Um, you can come and, and come with a bang, but, you know, at the same time, we've definitely seen cases and, and examples where the second comer saw the first person's mistakes, mm-hmm. improved on everything, and then did a huge launch and just kind of catapulted forward. So yeah. you see it in both instances. Um, unless you're, uh, what's it, Hertz, Renacar? Yeah. They're still number two? or um, Yeah. <laughs> that's their claim to fame, right? Yeah. Isn't it Hertz? So or who's number, number one? Two? I mean, yeah, yeah. who's number one? Davis. Someone once told me that number two is just the first of the losers. I thought that was really <laughs> harsh, but you know, apparently that's, you know, that's how it goes. All right. So speaking of how it goes, we just have a minute or so left. Sure. Uh, just real quick, actually, give out your um, point of contact website. And- Absolutely. So our our website's lakhanilaw.com. That's L-A-K-H-A-N as in Nancy Y law.com. We have offices here in Atlanta and in Los Angeles now. And um, all of our social media is on there. Feel free to, to follow us. And if you prefer phone, give us a ring. Our number is 404-668-3795. What telephone number? What is That's that? right. Yeah, right. Who does that? You facsimile? East Coast yeah. and West Coast. I know. Watch out. Yeah. yeah. Watch so out. you know, we operate on you know. Well, after Georgia goes to sleep, we've still got some people working in LA for us. Nice, so it's nice. Kind of nice. Very nice. Big yeah. time. Yeah. Um, so uh, Andrew, one more time with your uh, information. Yes. Yeah, so we can be reached at our website walkaboutapp.com. That's W A L K about a b o u t app a p p dot com you can send me an email directly a lundstrom a l u n d s t r o m at walkaboutapp.com and uh, i'll throw out my number two since sonia did it seven seven oh seven one five five six one six give me a ring and we'll talk sounds great ladies and gentlemen that concludes uh this episode for georgia business radio on behalf of craig williams rich casanova we'll see you next time Thank you again for joining Rich Casanova and our guests on the Pro Business Channel. Use the social media links here to share today's show and stay tuned for the next episode of Georgia Business Radio.